Hey everybody and welcome back to the Bad Parents Podcast. This is Andrew L. Ramirez and today's topic is the power went out. Have you ever been woken up in the middle of the night by a loud noise thinking that maybe somebody is walking around your house or creeping or lurking and you have to look out the windows to check to make sure everything's safe? Walk through the kids' rooms to make sure they're okay. Look outside to make the cars, make sure the cars aren't being broken into. Well, last night, my wife woke up unexpectedly and scared the living hell out of me because she was like, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Somebody's in the backyard. Somebody's in the backyard. And as we surveyed the house, there was nothing there. Everything was calm except for the wind that was blowing and howling in the night. You can hear the trees by this time. And so all night the trees blew and the wind blew and it was hard going back to sleep. We woke up like at 3 o'clock in the morning and finally at 5, 5.30 I guess it was, I woke up, I went to the gym, I had a 6 o'clock appointment, came back to the house and the power in the house was out. So there we were trying to deal with the, trying to deal with the house all day, getting the kids ready for school, trying to get ready for the day without any power. You know, there was no hair dryers or no irons or no curlers or anything. And so we had to kind of figure out what we were going to do. And so the kids woke up and they walk over and one of the kids went to turn on the power and said, Daddy, the lights don't work. I said, yeah, the, the power's out. I said, yeah, but the switch, the switch isn't working. I said, I know, but the power is out. That's why. Like, what do you mean the power is out? And I said, well, last night the wind was howling and the wind was blowing a lot. And probably somewhere either a tree fell and knocked it out or the, the line broke. In either case, the source of the power that feeds the house is, not, is out. So we don't have any power, right? So the switch isn't going to work if we don't have any power coming in to the house. And she was like, okay, so when's it going to get fixed? And I said, well, it'll be fixed once the power source is restored, once the power source is fixed. And I was thinking about that message, and I was thinking about a few years ago when I was completely disconnected from myself and from God, even from my family, even from being present. I was completely disconnected because I was overwhelmed with all of this this noise, this unnecessary noise that was going on in my head. I was tormented by the stress, and so my heart was heavy on some of the regrets that I had. The the career I had was was coming to an end, and I didn't I, I didn't know who I was anymore because it had represented my identity for so long. And, and so I felt completely empty, and and I and I, and I kept thinking, what well, what is this emptiness all about? And, and I thought about I thought about when I was actually being disconnected from a spiritual side in my life, and so it goes back to when I was 15 years old, and we get a call, my sisters my sister's in the, in, the, in the living room and I come home and I think I was working that day or something and I came home or I was playing with my friends, I don't know. And I came home and she says, we need to go to the hospital. Something's wrong with grandma. So we drive over to the hospital. It was December 28th. It was her birthday. And three days later, she was gone. And up, into the, up to that point in my life, I had spent the vast majority of my life in Catholic school. I had, I had gone to a Catholic grade school. I was in Catholic high school. 
we spent a lot of our times doing the church fiestas and you know, everything kind of revolved around the church because my parents are devout Catholics and that's where they go. And, and I had had bad experiences in school with the nuns and the teachers at that school and I begged them to take me out of there for years, but they never did. And so I started to have this dislike of the school because of the experience that I had. And then I started to blame things on my parents because they wouldn't back me up or take me out when things would happen with the kids. And then I started to blame God and the religion and church on it because that's where I was located. So this, this kind of went on in first, grace, I, in first grade. I had my, my first experience with what is now called trauma, where it was like some emotional event that kind of really impacts you in a, in a very particular way. And this was with a nun. And almost every year thereafter, with almost every teacher thereafter, I, I was exposed to, I experienced, I was, I, was, I was mistreated in some way, some fashion or form. That, that started to help me develop. And, and when I say help, I don't mean in a good way. It started to, to make me develop the certain side of my personality where I was, I was protective and, and I was defensive. And in about fifth grade, they locked me in a closet and I, I, I lost my voice a little bit because I was, I was told that I needed to, to shut up. And the reason I was locked in a closet was because of my, 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 verbal, my verbal activities in class. And so all of this happened throughout those eight years in, 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 that, in the Catholic school. And so when, when we fast forward to my grandma being sick, and I'm sitting in a church after she passed away, and I remember sitting there in the same church that I grew up in, in the same school. The school was just yards away in the church, and, and I remember being angry with God and blaming God. And I was like, how, how could I have endured all of this this mistreatment for so long. And now, after all of that, you know, you're going to take away the most beautiful thing that w- was ever given to me, which was my grandmother. And my grandmother was devout Catholic. She she lived at the church. She 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 gave people food and money and she cooked and she cleaned and she partied at the church and she created events and she was you know she was the center of a lot of the activities around there and there was this community of of beautiful people that she that she supported and helped and and she was gone and so at 15 years old is when is when my power went out is when my lights went out when the switch stopped working because I was filled with anger I was filled with anger with God because I, how could how could he take her from me and so for the next at least 20 years I distanced myself completely from anything that had to do with God or church or religion I I, I didn't pray I didn't I didn't do anything and and so fast forward to the point in my life where I was now feeling completely disconnected and miserable and I had a heavy weight on my heart and I, I was trying everything in my power. I was trying everything in my power to to overcome this challenge that I had. And so I tried to use my career to make me feel full. I, I, I used my relationships. I used alcohol. I used all these different things. And after I went through a whole bunch of different experiences, I, I, I finally gave in. And I finally got on my knees one day. I was working out. I was working out in 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 my house. I was doing a like an insanity video. Or it was it was P90 exercise. It was a hard workout. 
And I was at this point where I just, for whatever reason, I, I was working out like this anger and just like, I, I wanted to get it out of me because I couldn't, no matter what I did at that point, I couldn't get it out. You know, I had, I had begun to write at this time in my life. I had begun to start speaking about things and it would help. It would help dispel some of this negative energy, but it just, it wouldn't get it all out. So this one day, there I am, I'm running or doing something in the, in, in just in my living room. It was, it was just this hard cardio workout. And, and I said, you need to push beyond this pain and use this pain to release that anger. And I just, I remember screaming like, ah, like, and then I started crying. I was, I was, I was working so hard to get this, whatever it was out of me, so hard that I started crying. And then I fell, I fell to my knees. I remember falling to my knees in the living room and, and, and I just said, I surrender. I, sur- I surrender. I, I surrender to the will. And it was at that moment where I felt this sense of peace, this sense of calm that for the previous 20 years I had been fighting for so long because of the experiences I had in school, because the experience I had when my grandma passed away, because of the different experiences I had and the interactions and the questions that I had from my parents and the priests and the teachers that they could never answer about God or about my questions about the religion or the faith. But in this moment I realized that I needed to stop fighting things because religion isn't God and school wasn't God and nuns and parents, none of that was God, but God was just this presence, was this peace, was this connection, was this power source, was the source of power that I had ignored and stopped listening to for so long. And so at that time, sitting in my living room with my knees on the floor, looking up to the sky, which we're led to believe that it's up, but it's everywhere, I surrendered. And at that point, everything for me changed. I didn't go back to church. I, I didn't go back to religion. But I had this major shift in my faith and, and my spirituality. And I started to pray again. But I also learned that prayer is when we talk to God. I had learned prayers growing up. I had learned prayers in grammar school and in high school. And generally in prayers, we're asking for something. We're asking for peace. We're asking for forgiveness. We're asking for God to watch over us. We're asking for our family to be taken care of. We're asking God to bless the food. We're asking for something in return. It's a conversation. But in prayer, we're generally not listening. And so at that point, I learned somehow, and I don't remember exactly how it was. I was was deep into books and deep into spirituality and reading all kinds of information on just all kinds of stuff, watching videos and going to seminars. And then somebody said something. They said, prayer is when you talk to God and meditation is when you listen. So I began to meditate. And meditate took me to this different place of silence, this different place of peace, this different place of calm where I could take all of the thoughts that were running through my mind, all of the ideas, all of the information, all of the noise that was in my head, and I could calm it down to just a quiet space. And in that space is where I finally, truly connected with this source of power, 
the source where I had kneeled down and surrendered and allowed it to break through all of the clutter, all of the anger that I had held on for so long. And then from that point forward, all of my switches began to work. I was able to love fully again. I was able to appreciate fully again. I was able to be thankful again. I was able to connect with my voice, my literal voice, the voice that you are hearing now and allow a message to come through me that had never come through me before. Something I, I, I used to talk gibberish all the time, nothing but bullshit. I used to talk about partying and drinking and, and alcohol and, and just nonsense. All of my conversations were nonsense before. And after this voice, after the switch turned on, I felt that there was this calling, that there was this need, that there was this ability inside of me to take everything that I had been through, all of the challenges, all of the pains, all of the heartbreaks that I had overcome, and use that for a better purpose. And so there I was in the silence with the switches on, and I knew that I could love again. I knew that I could learn again. I knew that I could be light again. That in the darkness of that I, where I had lived for so long, that I could then be this light to myself, to my voice, and to others who may be listening. So as we wrap up today, I want you to think about this idea and this concept of power and a light switch and a source and think in terms of those substations that give you the power from california edison and when they go down there is no light to switch but there is a source of power just like that that is within you that you might be blocking and so you might find, like I did, you might find that you have some anger, some regrets, and you might find that you are no longer connected to the voice that you knew that you used to hear before. And it's because you've turned away from that light and you've disconnected from the light. You've disconnected from the source. The same source that creates everything. Flowers grow effortlessly. Sun rises and falls majestically. The moon is lit up each night. Everything in life is so effortless if we allow it to, if we allow ourselves to connect to that source. So as you proceed today, think about where you might be blocking that source and consider the fact that just on the other side of all the pain and all the anger and all the regret and all of the ungratefulness and all of that's missing in your life, all that you feel that perhaps with just one more thing, one more dollar, one more pound, one more dress, one more pair of shoes, one more relationship, with all of that one more, that the only thing that you might be missing in your life is reconnecting to your source. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Bad Parents Podcast, where we covered The Power Went Out. This is your host, Andrew L. Ramirez. And until next time, learn, live, and lead your way to your legacy. Have a great day.